Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking some NWA Saturday night on TBS from November the 5th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc Turner and not quite hard body Harper yet. Harper is running late. Uh, he was working today, so he's uh, but he's coming. I just literally got off the phone. So I'm sitting here with Doc. What's up, man? How you doing? Or or should I should I speak proper since Harper's friend Darren hates, you know, our our ridiculousness that we have on this show? I don't care about him, but I heard he was out getting his coronavirus preparation kit. You heard who was getting that? Harper. That's why he was late. Why would he need that? Well, dude, there's a pandemic on the way. <sighs> Haven't you been watching the news, man? The whole virus is coming. You Shit, know I ain't you, you know I ain't my stance about, on that. <laughs> I ain't worried about the virus. I'm worried about these motherfuckers in my office. Shoot job that's got the strep. The flu, the the itchy eyes, the scratchy nose, they're just coming to work coughing and sneezes on shit. There ain't no coronavirus. It's just sickness, man. You need to explain. I was about to say, you need to explain what you mean by that. People come to work sick, man. That bad, huh? It's that bad, man. Shoe job's got everything's got me down today, man. I'm in a bad way, man. The shoe job, Mr. No Cell over there, nothing gets on his nerves on the show, is freaking flustered hey, right now. When you're white collar, white privilege, this constitutes a bad day. It ain't like nobody got you know, couldn't pay rent or couldn't figure out how to work the patron page, like that one dude that's new to the, to the scene. I just trapped no, no, he, he, he wasn't saying that. I think you misread it because he. He actually, while we're talking about that, I need to shout him out. I'm gonna shout out the rest of the patrons you in should, a minute. His name, man. his name, his name is Cleve, and you should have seen the message he sent me right after he signed up. I haven't had a chance to respond to it yet, but it was pretty damn phenomenal. This guy should get the government cheese for this week's episode. He said, "Thanks, guys. I made my whole figure it out. I was gonna cap. I was gonna go Captain beat a bitch on her. She didn't." God, he. I was just reading that email of his where he couldn't the tweet the tweet where he couldn't figure it out. I was like, man, I could just see him there, like with his hand on his for rubbing his forehead, trying to figure it out, like Harper trying to balance his checkbook. <laughs> Come on, man! He got it. He got his woman to do it for him. Anyway, man, I'll do everybody. You know, everybody can relate to this. It's the shoot job. It's the rat race. It's the traffic. It's the wrecks. It's the youth sports. It's the 
the kids' bad attitudes. It's just everything, man. It's all trying to get me down, and I, you know, I'm just. I think it's winning. He flustered. He he, yeah. he he's all his bills are paid. Everyone. He's a doctor. He's got all the education in the world, and he's literally flustered because Latrell choked his coach out again. Maybe hey, not, I, but I, I cry real tears. I cry real tears too, pal. Okay, Mister Sensitive today. Ah, that's nice. Okay, so um, Doc, let me take care of some business, hey, and then uh, we no, can no, see no, let me ask, you, let me ask you something else. Oh, okay, yeah. In the everybody does wrestling better than wrestling page, just to keep this, you know, like we always do it. How much are you going to buy that a boxer who was part of cutting an angle for a heavyweight match is going to blame a 40 pound costume on on why he lost a heavyweight title fight wait wait that is that real or are you just making this up Deontay Wilder said he knew that when he he had to stand there for like 15 minutes with that 40 pound weight on in the back that costume weighed 40 pounds and he said when he got up to the and then he had to climb the steps up to the ring and when he took it off He's like, I knew my legs were gone. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Right. You know why uh... he said all that? Because bout number three is on the horizon. I don't know, man. Like, you know, one of our longtime patrons, Robert Silva, he's, he's a pretty, like, big dude that's into boxing. And uh, he's pretty good at analyzing these things. And he literally follows boxing, like, even the smaller fights and what, and he was, I listened to a show he did and oh God, I can't remember the name of the show. I think it's Logan reviews or something like that on, uh, on the fight and Wilder and Fury. And, um, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, just listening to him and, and I, I follow his boxing analysis on other fights and stuff. And he's just saying like, I don't know, man, he, he took as much of an ass whipping. We might not see uh Wilder Fury three. So I don't know. Let, man. Me, t- I- let me tell you this. He's already done something in the WWE, but Tyson Fury has a, has a wrestling future. Well, hold on. So you you didn't watch it, the fight. I tweeted out during his entrance. You know entrance, why? You know why? Because I don't have ninety bucks to throw at shit like that. Actually, you have ninety bucks. You just don't want to spend it on that. But that's a whole other story. I'm not going to go there. Anyway, the funny part about it was when Fury Fury's entrance to the ring, boxing. Well, I tweeted out that his entrance was as long as Undertaker's because it really was. And I'm like, boy, they got this working thing down now, man. Even boxing's got it. Every boxing, sport boxing's got always, it. Boxing's always had it, though. Well, I guess. I mean, I'm not a big boxing fan, so I can't really say yes or no. I'm not a that. huge boxing fan either, but I really respect it. I mean, it takes a fucking sack of stone to stand there in front of somebody who can knock your head off for three minutes at a, at a time. Oh, yeah, you got to have a set of pelotas on you, fool. To, to yeah, yeah, that. and it's I it's. Mean, I mean, everybody's like, "Oh, it's just by it's skillful." I mean, I don't want my kids doing it, but I mean, I got respect for it. But they know how to work. Jesus Christ! You think Tyson coming out with no robe wasn't a work? That's a work too. He was the Stone Cold. <laughs> I guess, Everything. As I told you, this is from the Everything's Wrestling page, man. They got a third match coming because there's always money in the rematch. Well, this was a rematch, so you're saying there's going to be another one? Is there more money to be made? I mean, there's a lot of people especially, who will sell out money again for another fight. Especially if we're going to flip. Well, it was the costume's fault. And then I saw somebody, it might have <laughs> even been on our page, that 
Vader didn't complain about having to wear that big headdress out there. <laughs> Let's compare now, pro wrestling. Now, now Vader okay. ended up with heart failure, so maybe his heart gave out from having to wear that thing out there, but whatever. All right, I know you're itching to do some business, then I got a shout-out that I want to throw out, so we should go ahead and get going with this. Shout-out to Robert Silver. I know he's one of the biggest alcoholics out there. Way to go with boxing. Oh, he loves this show, man. He he. He loves me specifically. Time. I know he's always like. Okay, okay, stop my... chewing. Stop chewing. Oh, I'm having a corny dog. Jesus Christ! I didn't this is why Hopper's friend Darren doesn't like us. No, I know fuck, Robert, man? I heard, what you doing? What what's the thing Robert Silver said one time that he was laying in bed with his chick and they were both talking about how great I was. I don't think that it was, was that. I don't think okay. it was that. He did. The, okay, well, he did say he was laying in in bed with his with his with his, with his woman one time, listening to us, and, and okay. she was laughing or something. Yeah, something like that. All right. Well, agree to disagree. All right. Well, you go ahead and do some business. I'm gonna eat some corny dog here. Go ahead. You do that. So, uh, shout out to our largest page contributors monthly. Disrespectfully, classy Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. Thank you very much for your uh, generous patronage. Uh, Joseph Ice, you also bumped up your pledge recently, so thank you so much. Big time bump up. I appreciate it, Joseph. Joseph, I emailed you back again. So if you've if you've replied to that. Uh, before this airs, I uh, don't worry about what I'm saying, Hill, but uh, check your email again because I uh, sent you another email right after you bumped up after we exchanged our first email. Also, I uh, want to give a shout out to, like I said, Cleve earlier in the show, new Patreon member, Cleve. Enjoy all the extra Patreon content that you will get from us, including the uh, Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, the Clash of the Champions, the pre-shows, which we haven't done a pre-show in the last couple of weeks. So we'll get back on that. Life has gotten in the way. But uh, don't worry. We'll continue with our top tens uh, in the next week. Also, thank you to Tommy Craig, new Patreon member. Tommy said he doesn't. Uh, pledge to many shows. There's only two, and we are one of them. So, Tommy, thank you very much. And then uh, Mike Watson or Michael Watson, who is a.k.a. at MDWDFW, which is uh, Mikey and DFW. You've shouted him out before. He gave us a big-time five-star review a while back, Doc, on Apple Podcasts. He is a now a proud BTT Army Patreon member. So, thank you, Mikey. Appreciate it. All I can say is enjoy the utter filth and additional wrestling content on Patreon. And then uh, work rate midget. Welcome back, bud. Please don't leave us this time. Uh, thank you for signing back up. Oh. That's all I got, Doc, on the Patreon shout-outs. You got some alcoholic Yeah, I do have a alcoholic this week. I just want to say this. There is no podcast that you – and, you know, I like to I like to use a little bit of hyperbole every once in a while. I like to exaggerate things sometimes. I live large. You know, I take the, I take the Doc character. I turn it to 11, right? Sure. But let me t- let me shoot straight with the Dockaholics for a second. There is no podcast that you could give your money to where you get the personal attention and the personal respect for each dollar that you give than you get here. We're not getting rich off this thing. I think I think there's a lot of people out there that don't understand the economics of podcasts, but it does help fund the costs that go into this, the equipment that we need to make it happen, and it keeps it keeps us sufficiently from having to go into our own pockets which means we can keep being motivated to stay away from our hoes wives side pieces and kids for a couple hours each week to continue to do this but just know you are literally when you were a patron 100 shoot you know 100 shoot you were literally funding and keeping this show on the air that's 100 percent. am i wrong you are 100 percent right and i'll add on to it by saying Miss Sasha, the woman that's in the other room right now, 
She wouldn't put up with this shit all these years if there wasn't something coming from it to support the equipment and the things that are needed to keep this show going. And I'll leave it at that because that's that is probably this ain't paying for Henny and and IPAs, pal. Oh, God, no. This is this is paying for software. It's paying for hosting fees. It's just enough to keep the thing rolling. But hey, we appreciate it. And just know. When you listen to the filth, the raunch, the craziness, you hear some dudes that are just like you down at the, down at the, wherever it is you hang out with your homies. You're contributing to that. We appreciate that. Now, speaking of that, we got to switch over to the dog. We we got to switch over to the dog spotlight of the week. Over on Twitter, there's this fool, and I say this with all respect because I say this in the best possible way. His name is Sexton Hardcastle the third. He is apparently the BTT lawyer. I wasn't aware that the patrons were paying for our legal fees, but apparently we have a lawyer on retainer. <laughs> anyway, this guy is out there and he's our lawyer, but he's also in business development. He's out there shaking the trees, raking the leaves, trying to get us some ad sales. He said um, the executives at White Claw have not been amused by the lavicious actions of one hard body Harper. Be that as it may, I'm pitching a new slogan. When dot, dot, circle, circle leaves your mouth raw, refresh your palate with a tasty white claw. That's real classy, huh? I don't know what to say about He's he His tweets are pretty damn awesome, though. They're pretty Whenever, good. Journey Cornette, yeah. we got Mullet of Morton, we got the fake Stan Lane. We got a we got our own little whack pack here that's that's out there hanging and banging, if you know what I mean. We you, used you to better, have You better say Fritz von Malky in um in, oh, yeah. in the eye of Gibson and PN News or they're gonna come after you. Sorry about that, guys. It's been I just I ate a whole corny dog there a minute ago and I've already had a beer, so I'm a little lightheaded. Um yeah, those guys too. Uh, I, I'm starting to I'm starting to come around though, man. We're talking about our family here, the patrons. We're talking about to talk about some wrestling. Uh, I feel like today's about to take an upswing. Is Harper anywhere close to the area yet? Is he is he anywhere ready so we can start this episode? He's not showing green yet, but Jesus Christ, we can we're gonna we can we can, we can start the NWA portion and we can always circle back because he does have some stuff to say about what goes down in this episode because he was there that night. I mean, he was literally in the stands and he he shared something with me that I did not realize uh, until like literally about twenty minutes ago when when I talked to him. So uh, we can, we we can definitely talk about that. We can circle back to it. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to go green on his gimmick. How's that sound? Okay. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, hey. He's got a shoot job too, man. We got it. Somebody, just so you guys know, man, we got to put that food on the table. Them gimmicks keep coming to 316 Gimmick Street. You know what I'm saying? Them gimmicks keep coming, man. I don't think people realize it. We are hey, hey, we are in know, no position to 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 do this full time, right? <laughs> no well, position. Well, if we did, if we did, I'd have to move into one of the cardboard boxes from some of the shit that Miss Doc buys from Amazon using the BTT link. And that would be my new house. Which that BTT link is tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. That's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Please use it. If you're not a Patreon member, use that because that's a great way to support this show. tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. You don't even have to be a patron to do that. No, you don't. Just got to be somebody who shops on Amazon. Man, let me tell you something right now. Uh Uh-oh. Is it weird that we're already in November of 88? It's very strange because... If the company's recall, sold, man. 
Well, not just that, but I don't know. Well, I don't know if at this exact moment, but let me get this. Hold on. But you're close. But no, you're close. Here, the other thing is, here's something about in November '88 as we're getting into it. You realize when we started this, we started it in November. Three years ago. Or October, late October of '85. Three years ago, dude. This that's that part alone just is like. Where'd the time go? We've we've well, covered this promotion for three years now. We have seen the horsemen come and the horsemen go. go. Think of all the names, the superstars that have tr- matriculated through the territory. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been quite a ride. And hey, you know what? We ain't stopping. What else would we do with our time? You would go outside. We're going. We're gonna go out there, out in the rest of the house, and deal with our families. Get the fuck out of here. We do that six days a week. Twice on Sunday. Man, do you see that crimson mask back there, though? Well, so let me get into it, because uh, Harper's got to be getting close to being home. So, again, let he's me got, reset Well, things. he's probably stuck out on I-10, bruh. He was. The irony was he was on I-10 when I talked to him. He was passing the Superdome. But here we go. So we'll get started. Harper's going to join us. It is, we are covering November 5th, 1988. And this show kicks off. We are basically... Shit, I hit the wrong button there. Hold on one second, Doc. God, I'm so bad, ain't I? Um, we are basically have the Midnight Express versus the Road Warriors, and I'll save the results for later in the show. Obviously, this is, you know, a long time ago now, 30 plus years ago, so we all know what happens, but we'll save it for later as to what happens. And then after we see the clip uh, with the Midnight Express and the Road Warriors from New Orleans at the Municipal uh, Auditorium. We then head straight to the studio where JR and Tony spoil it for us when they tell us Hawk and Animal beat the Midnight Express, but we will see the match in full later. So, although they spoil it, we see it later. Man, it feels like they should have just teased it, but, you know, we've had that discussion a number of times, right, Doc? Yeah, we had this discussion on a recent Smoky Mountain episode, and I would have let it go into the into the broadcast a little bit, but how great and it's going to be even greater later when we get into the actual match. How great was Bobby jumping around and flipping around in the ring? Not flipping, but just moving around, bumping around for the Road Warriors. That was phenomenal. We're going to talk about that, like I said, more in depth once we get into the match. But he came in a bloody mess already. Match in progress. New champions. Harper in the building. So much to talk about and more. It was Looks good like shit, J- pal. Zare tight, brother. <laughs> JR's got a new coat. Look at that. He's not wearing the little the dark blue with the sixteen gold buttons on it like I did when I was six years old. He's actually got a tan jacket there. He's looking pretty suave from eighty eight. He was probably na- knocking out some choice Atlanta snatch at that point. Oh, he was. Doc, I want you to look at him the way he looks at Tony. We talk about this all the time. But like watch fucking, the like a no, like a watch. starving man he, looks at a pork chop. What's the hand he, in front of the camera? He, he even licks his lips. Look at him. Watch JR as Tony's talking. He'll lick his lips like he is a steak, like he's about to devour him. <laughs> Look at him. Come on. <laughs> Look how serious he is. He's like, oh, I wish this asshole would wrap up so I get my shit in. Look at him. <laughs> All right. So now, the, um, the irony is, is that 32 years later, these two assholes are still calling wrestling. They're Every. literally calling it as we are talking right now. Right. Maybe they should get David Crockett to replace Excalibur. 
I don't know about that. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, like I said, they break the news about the midnight in, in the Real Warriors. And we'll, we'll talk more about it as we get into the show. And Harper can tell us about his experiences from that night. We then go to the ring, which we see Ron Simmons. Hold on. Uh, who, okay. Before we get there, we get the news that Abdullah the Butcher is here tonight. And that... I'm going to tell you, that scared. That would have scared the shit out of me in any year of the 80s, and it put an unsettled feeling in my mind in 2020. That dude, I used to, you'd see clips every once in a while in world class of him just either in Puerto Rico or down in San Antonio, just brutalizing people. And him and Brody, Jesus, those were wild. He was in our top five savage wrestlers of all time when he used to do the top fives. Yeah, yeah, and, well, I sort of remember. That that guy was, he was like Kamala in a way for me, where I thought he was going to kill me and eat me and cannibalize me, but he was scarier also in a way, because we really thought he was this savage from the Sudan that, and, you know, and the Sudan may may as well have been on, on freaking Jupiter for all we knew back then. I, mean, I don't know where the Sudan is, but it sounds scary. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so you were just scared of him in the in the worst way possible. Um yeah, man. And remember, he was there. I'm going to say this later again, but he was in the territory. He was in JCP when we first started doing this because he was at Starcade 85 with Manny. Yep. With Manny was bleeding. Well, he, Manny bled on the on the on the way to the ring. Yes, yes. And you remember uh, when he, when, when, I, you probably don't remember this, when Abby was coming to the ring, Abdullah was coming to the ring, some fan grabbed his uh, gimmick off his head and he went after that asshole. Do you remember and, that? No, I don't. But would you grab the gimmick off of his head in 1985? That guy had a death wish, whoever did that. A death wish. Imagine messing with a guy like Terry Funk or, or Abdullah or Brody at any point. Suicide. Stupidity at its finest is what that is. Stan Hansen. Yeah. No thanks, pal. I'll pass. That's so. a that's a yes, sir. Let me get out of the way, sir. Now if now if I was on the on the runway, I'd be like, uh, do you have any cheat codes for the uh, latest video game there, sir? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, I'm kind of th- trying to think about. It. They say that they they go back to their hotel and play video games, but I mean, they they leave they leave and they're leaving the same that town and going to another town that same night. So I mean, well, I, I think I think there's some, there's something overblown that. about that because Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox weren't going back and playing video games, and we have video proof of that, right? Right. The difference is is that the the boys of yesteryear didn't have to deal with that shit. Very true. All right. So with all that said and our discussion about Abdullah and video games these days and whatnot, we go to the first match. Like I said, it's Ron Simmons who defeats Rip Morgan. They go for a long time, as in 10 minutes, and Simmons wins. But the Sheep Herders come in, and they jump Simmons after. And then Eddie Gilbert comes in to help Simmons. They actually did this because Eddie and Ron are going to team together in the United States Tag Team title tournament that is going to take place and wrap up at the next Clash of the Champions in December. So 
Doc, I guess I'll ask you first, do you have any information or do you have anything you want to say about Ron Simmons versus Rip Morgan here? Or uh, you got anything? Yeah, this feels like it should have been the television main event. I mean, Rip Morgan's not Ric Flair, but this is two names here. I see why you say that, but I also know why they did this early on in the show, because they wanted to show the unity between Ron Simmons and Eddie. No, I'm fine with all that. I'm just saying that this is a this is a higher caliber match than we normally get. <laughs> Interestingly enough, um, Ron Simmons hit two drop kicks in the match, which is pretty interesting for a guy of his size and how they're positioning him. Yeah, he hit him well too. <laughs> yeah, one of them really well, I thought. And but he didn't get just a ton of offense in the match. Um, but yeah, this, this was not, I mean, this wasn't Flair Steamboat, but it was better than we get on most of our television matches. So I actually kind of liked it. Um, Rip Morgan was always an interesting guy cause he was a little bit past my wheelhouse, but just wonder why there wasn't more there. I don't know. He was fine. He was fine. Yeah. yeah. This whole, this whole thing is, like I said, they set this up so that they can put Ron and, and Eddie together. Well, and, and my question, and I want to hear the promo in a minute, but my question is, what is Eddie Gilbert doing? Well, so here's the thing. I'm going to give a little spoiler out here. So they do this because Ron Simmons and Eddie Gilbert, again, are going to tag in the United States Tag Team title tournament. And... Ron Simmons and Eddie Gilbert are going to defeat Al Perez and Larry Zabisco in the first round of that. And in the second round of it, they set up this thing with the run-in with the Sheep Herders because Ron Simmons and Eddie Gilbert were going to fight the Sheep Herders in the second round. So here's what's funny about that. They sheep Herders got to go. Well, well, the Sheep Herders actually won the match, but the NWA, quote-unquote, reversed the decision because the Sheep Herders, that's when they left to go to WWF. Oh. So they actually won, but nobody, I'm sure there's tape of it somewhere. Who knows? But anyway, long Who story cares? short, that's what happened. That's what went down. Um, so, and we're going to see more from Simmons and Gilbert when it comes to the U.S. tag title tournament. Like I said, they're, they're, they're in the class four. They, they're, they're going to, they're going to have a match. Uh, it's the finals of the tournament actually at class four, I believe. So anyway, all right. Uh, well, wait, Harper's green. I wonder oh, if that means he's Jesus. On. Um, here, here's some quick trivia, Doc, for you. How many U.S. tag team title tournaments do you think the NWA held between 86 and 90? They've already held one, if you don't... Well, actually, oh, shit, I just gave you one answer, but... Well, the answer's um, four. Actually, five, I think. The answer's four. They had one okay. in 92. They had one in 90. Uh, uh, January 23rd through February 12th of 1990. Uh, they had a tag title for the world tag team titles in 89. Uh, the, the one we're about to hold is October 20th through December 7th. And then there was one in 87 and one eighty six. Harper. Hi. Hey, uh, we, we, we heard that you were late cause you were out getting all your supplies for your coronavirus prep pre preparation kit. Yeah. So what goes in the hard body Harper coronavirus preparation kit? What, what, if we were open up the kit, what's inside your your kit? Uh, probably condoms. That's good. Those <laughs> those little those little masks. 
The mask? Oh, yeah, you want to wear a mask. I mean, in, yeah. case, in case she wants to do it missionary style. That's good. That's, That's good. nice. <laughs> I mean, if you get her from behind, you don't have to worry about that. But whatever, I mean. The fuck's Baby wrong wife. with y'all, man? I mean, come on, Harper. This is Darren. What the fuck's wrong with y'all? What y'all talking about? I mean, come on. That's you, what he you, like. you want to grow up or something? I mean, what the kind of what kind of bullshit's going on here, man? I mean, Jesus Christ. What the hell are you? I mean, supposed to be a wrestling podcast. I'm trying to check it out because I see it online. And, you know, I listen to you and like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> oh, Darren's gonna anything like, else, kick my ass else, next time he sees it. Anything else you're gonna do to get ready for the coronavirus? Baby wipes. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> you gotta have some baby wipes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess that's it, huh? Maybe you get a a what is it a, a manscaper in case that it go, you get quarantined. You can keep your nutsack bald like a baby. Nice. They want people to, uh, if you got a beard, they say shave your beard off. Why? For the coronavirus. Why? I, I don't know. No. I'm not you're Doogie Howser. I mean, you're, you're the doctor. The, you're the doctor, not Hopper. Yeah. So the coronavirus is going to target hipsters? Yep. And James Harden? Yeah. Okay. And if you drink a, a, a craft beer, you're fucked. Yeah, I'm drinking a Modelo right now. I there you want, go. I didn't want to drink a Corona. Wow. I got nervous. All right. All right. So, Harper, so, so anyway, here's the sheep herders. There you go. Yeah, Harper, we've only gotten through the first match where it was Simmons versus uh, Rip Morgan and the sheep herders jumped yeah. Ron Simmons and Eddie Gilbert. That match was long, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and it was. I was telling Doc it was done to build up the U.S. Tag Title Tournament that is about to happen where – the Sheepherders face Ron Simmons and Eddie Gilbert uh, in the second round. So that's, that's part of it. Uh, all right. With that said, let's go to Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons in their promo. Um, yeah, let's just go to that. Here it is. Eddie Gilbert, Ron Simmons. Ron, are you all right? Oh. David, as long as I've been a mature man, nothing like this has ever happened to me. And if you can take any word that I've said to you over the past month since I've been out here, I promise you that I'll get them back for this. All right, Ron. Hey, Eddie, they're doing that strictly no, no. because the United States are no, let me right? tell you something right now. That's fine. You say United States, that's just great. Let me tell you something a little personal. I want everybody on turn up the volume a little bit on the television. Let me tell you something a little personal. Hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. When I was growing up, when I was a little kid, I remember turning the TV on. All you talk about the Vietnam War. You see people burning the flag. Then as they got on 1979, over in Iraq, and Iran is burning the American flag. We couldn't do nothing about it, David Crockett. We had to sit here on our butts in America, and we had to listen to the media, and we had to listen to everybody. But then we got three bums that come out here waving a New Zealand flag, and they want to talk about America. They want to run it down. Well, brother, this is one, buddy. I can do what I want to now. I can fight back. And I'm going to tell you, blacks, whites, it doesn't matter the creed nor color. Ron Simmons and myself are the living proof. You put us together and sheep burners, we will be the new United States Tag Team Champions. Red, white, either they can love it or they can leave it. And the best thing they can do is leave it. All right, Ron Simmons, Eddie Gilbert. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, you're going to see the match for the World Tag Team title right after this. All right, Doc, you got any thoughts on Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons right there? Even though even though we know the, the Sheepherders are leaving soon? 
I thought Eddie was really good there. I mean, you got to get past some of the timestamps there. But that was that promo would resonate with the wrestling fan watching that in 1988. Yeah. And I thought he really connected with that audience with that promo. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was good too. What did you think, Hopper? You notice when they mention the media, they start booing. Emily's have always been against the truth. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> New Zealand, huh? Yeah, the, the media is a work, but so oh. is everything. But so is everything else. So, Everything's I mean, a work, man. Right? Why are we just I picking just... on? Why are we just picking on the media? If we're going to pick on things that are a work, we got a long day ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it just hits me sometimes when we start talking about things like this. And Doc said something we, when when Harper went on his Bigfoot rant a while back. Doc said, with like the Bigfoot truthers and stuff, we're trying to say the government's hiding from us that that Bigfoot is real. Doc was like, the government's too busy trying to tell you random things like trickle-down economics or XYZ is real to worry about Bigfoot. Okay? <laughs> They're trying to take care of I don't get political here or, or take any no, one no, no, side I, over I, I another, help, but Jesus Christ. Both sides are up there too busy worried about keeping the lobbyist happy to worry about whether or not you believe in Bigfoot. Yeah, they all got them. Yeah, they all got a lobbyist. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking Bigfoot. They're not worried about covering up Bigfoot. If there's one thing I'm certain about with the U.S. government, it's that they're not worried about Bigfoot or Flat Earth. I'm <laughs> Could you certain imagine, of that. Like, like, they show like a whole bunch of like politicians and generals that are in the boardroom and like, a, oh, okay. Someone almost saw Bigfoot this week. Fuck. We got to do something about this. <laughs> he was spotted in, in uh, you know, a fucking Yellowstone and a tourist almost took a picture of him. We almost fucking dropped the ball, guys. We can't let this happen. <laughs> That's awesome, actually. I think I'd be a lot. I think I might sleep a lot easier both sides of the aisle if that's what they really were worried about. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Jesus. All right. All right. Politics free. We'll get back. We'll get back into this. Hey, we're picking on on everybody here. So nobody get your ass all in a sling here. Oh, man. I love you guys. All right. So, Hopper, I'm going to I'm hitting play now again and we're going to get thrown to the municipal auditorium in New Orleans, downtown. Where are you sitting, Harper? Where are you sitting? Y'all didn't see me? I, I no. did. I, I just, I, I'm trying to paint a picture for the people at home. I got the LSU shirt on. Okay, good. God, that's I'm really s- helpful. I'm sitting next to the guy that's got the Spud McKenzie shirt on. You're oh, sitting yeah. next to, you're sitting next to Dale Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so we are we're going to the Midnight Express versus the Royal Warriors from New Orleans. The NWA World Tag Team titles on the line. It's from the downtown municipal auditorium. Hotbed of wrestling, uh building, Mid South Wrestling there. Uh a, a great building for wrestling, great acoustics, all that good stuff you hear the old timers talk about. Anyway, Hopper was here. Um before the match can even get going, Ellerine attacks Cornette, as you're seeing here. Lays him out. And then as the match gets started, the Warriors are beating down the midnight on the outside. Bobby Eaton is busted open on the outside of the ring. Eaton injured means that Lane has to battle the Warriors and hold his own for a little while. Uh, Hopper, I'll throw it over to you. You were talking to me about this 
30 minutes ago on the phone uh, when you were uh, driving home. Uh, what, you know, tell me, uh, tell everybody out there what you were talking about when we were talking about this earlier. Well, it, it, it all of this makes perfect sense. It's so, it's, it's, it's a put together so, so perfect. Cause you got Bob Ed just getting his ass beat. He looks like one of those fucking YouTube videos when they show the guy getting his ass kicked on a fucking street. And then you got Stan here. He knows he can't take him on doing uh, standard wrestling moves because it's the fucking road wars. So he he does all the karate shit. Bro, look at that, bro. That's fucking uh, strikes. That's well, fucking strikes. Let, let's let's go back. What Harper's talking about, if you're watching on our Patreon video at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. So Stan kicks animal right here. And then watch Hawk on the outside. He is laying those fists into Bobby's head. Look at that. Cop. <laughs> Look at that. God, he's wearing Bobby out, Doc. He sure the fuck is. This is great. It is fan-fucking-tastic. And like Harper said, everything about this made... It's a little bit of a squash, but all of it makes sense. Yes. And, it, it, and I, I remember watching this. I was like, wait, what the fuck's going on here? This because is air, airtight, brother. Because I've always, you know, Jim Cornette and a, the Express were always the fucking assholes, and the Road Warriors were the heroes, and now it's it's the complete fucking opposite. This is something else to watch, man. Uh, just I remember and seeing Bobby and Stan just being baby faces, man. Yeah, it's like and, and and Stan is forced to hold his. Hold his own the best that he can against the Warriors. Against these the the two goddamn road warriors. You see, look, all he does is those little martial arts kicks. Yeah, he's not that's his, at all. That's his only fucking weapons that 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 uh, he, he could use. Hey man, desperate times call for desperate measures. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, the fans were all stand. Well, most of them are standing on the barricades. Harper was, too busy try- Harper was too busy trying to bum a smoke off somebody. Harper, where, where are you at? Are you in the second level or are you on the floor? Oh, God. Probably up on the second level. Dude, my dad wouldn't have gotten floor tickets for this. I know. That's why I asked that. And actually, to be honest with you, if you're if you're in the if you're in the second level, if you're in like the I'll call it the balcony. Yeah. It's a good seat. It's not a bad seat. You're 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 so, you're kind of sitting over it. So real quick, like, um, how old are you here, Harper? <laughs> 88 I was I was 12 that was in the sixth grade I was in middle school okay God, look at Bobby just looks okay, like a I, time can I get a can I get a time stamp yeah what you got 1604 is one of my favorite moments I've ever seen in wrestling all right we're at 1556 right now so watch Bobby go. Oh, when he shoves uh, Cornette away? No. All right. So they're still in the ring with Stan right here. Yeah, no. Maybe keep going. Oh, Cornette, wax animal. Yeah, so Bobby's about to get up on the apron. When he's got the crimson mask? No. Hold on. He's about to get him up on the apron. Stay with this. I have a wrong stamp here, I guess. Stay with it. Cornette's trying to get him on the the, uh, the apron right now. It's all right. I mean, it's taking a minute, but. Cornette and see Cornette 
hit him with the racket, but that didn't work. Okay, he's getting up back up. Bobby's trying. Jesus Christ, Bobby's a mess. <laughs> well, Stan's getting his ass kicked now, too. Yeah, but Stan's got problems. Stan, Stan has lots of problems. It's one of my favorite moments I think I've ever seen in wrestling is Bobby gets back up to the apron. And they say it. He's like, back up to the apron, and they call it even. Dude, he just got a finisher put on him. I don't even I think, know what. I, I think you messed up the timestamp pretty damn bad because Bobby's nowhere to be found. Try 1804. Yeah, we're, we're a minute. <laughs> Bobby well, is knocked out on the ground. Corny's trying to help him up because now Stan is getting dealt with in the ring. Try 1804. Hold on. Let me open this beer. Yeah, I, I see that. All right. Here, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, here yeah, he goes. Okay, yeah, okay hold on. Watch. Let me go back a little. All right. Okay. He, he gets up to his feet and then just falls back down. Watch. He's back Corny's up. trying to help him. Get, him. get away. And he gets up and he just <laughs> falls back down. That is fantastic. You, you talk about, we always talk about scoring or scoring without having plays run for you. That yeah. is, that is uh. one of the best things I've ever seen. Is it, Now he's getting back up. Wait, wait, but wait. He, Look at Hawk whip dude. Stan Lane's ass in that corner. That, that's how you give fucking Bobby strikes. Bobby just falls back down, like, boom, in the background. Watch Hawk here. Good God, he's wearing Stan out. Stan's got to be thinking, good Lord, how am I going to bang some rat tonight, man? I'm going to have all these knots on my head. Hmm. What the hell, man? I mean, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Yeah, always gotta, it's always got to come back to knocking some rat out. Eh? Well, what you talk about what's going on with the 40Ks in the world today? Jesus, fuck. And then... And then Bobby decides, after falling off the mat, yeah. I'm going to go get some. And how I, I said this at the beginning, but how great is he for a couple of minutes? And then his his strikes look fucking great. Yeah, Bobby could throw a point. Look at that. Look at that swinging neck breaker. That was yep. beautiful. Oh, well, maybe they have a chance. Oh, yeah. Right. Here it comes. This is the hope spot. Oh, yeah. We're rolling. Maybe the midnight win. They've got it all. For, oh, no. Yeah, no. there it's it. One, two, three. NWO Champions it, World Wars. And then a trash starts coming in. And I yeah. remember they fucking got fucking so much trash thrown at them. You see a little bit of it, right, Hopper? Yeah. But to your point, you said it really got ramped up. Like they were just literally, here it comes. They're literally yeah. in the ring. So. They cut away from it, but what Harper was telling me before we were recording is they really, really, really were just dumping trash in the ring on the Road Warriors because of this. Wasn't this great? There wasn't – no one went flying with some dumb fucking move. There wasn't chair sh shots. It was just two big jacked-up motherfuckers beating the shit out of somebody. With their fucking bare hands. What's that thing Kevin Sullivan always says, Doc? It's not that. You hit it, Harper. It's not that hard, guys. With your khakis. When did Kevin Sullivan get gay? Oh. Hey. <laughs> Go Red Sox. Uh, this is this <laughs> is how it goes. It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. 
Man, let me tell you something. He pops me at the end when he says, we're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. Jesus Christ. Hey, you know what? I don't care. They made this shit too hard for real. I want to see guys who who strike just a little bit of fear at me, whether it's Abdullah or Hawk or somebody, beat the piss out, or, or at least make it look like they're beating the piss out of somebody. I don't need a gymnastics routine. I want to see full-on fake fighting. It really ain't that hard, man. No. It ain't, man. There, I, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of corny reviewing all the new stuff because it just doesn't float my boat. Because I don't watch the new stuff because I feel like about it like he does. But it's just nobody has any real anger. No, they're not really pissed off, and it shows. The more they try to act, the worse it is. I mean, this, like Harper said, this only went on, like, for six minutes. I think we just watched, pretty much. Yeah. And it wasn't that hard, man. It, and the thing I, is, how do they beat them? Which is one big badass clothesline. That wasn't Bobby, even their finisher. Right. Bobby came in on fire, and he's dealing out some, you know, some, some, some punches. And Animal just, because he's a cock strong hard ass i'm gonna beat your ass type of dude just lays in one really really great clothesline and bobby who's already weary and he's just running on adrenaline and he's got them last few fumes in the tank bam he's out one two three so just as quick as he comes in on fire it's over the big men win it ain't that fucking hot guys i don't know bro i don't know what else to say um Harper, you got hey, anything else from that, that night, was, or you want to go to the promo? Was, yeah, were you? Did you uh, meet a little young young Philly anywhere in the stands that night? And get a no Harper way. Out? God, imagine a girl and at a wrestling show back then. Hey, I can. Da- I can. They were going home with the Midnight Express later. You were in downtown New Orleans too. That was a nice mixed crowd in there, Harper. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm actually shocked. Daddy Harper drove to downtown Municipal Auditorium. He, Dude, he used to take Harper. me all the time. He was we used to go all the Oh, yeah. My dad hated yeah, My dad hated wrestling. <laughs> He's like, man. He used I to fall I'm, asleep in there. I guess I'm going to spend time with the boy, but if this is what he does with his life, I'm not optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Harper, was that the only time y'all went to the municipal? or? Oh, or no. no. Well, I think with – I mean, we went there like during the bad years with WCW. Oh. Like the Z-Man and, and all that kind of shit. I mean, we went to a whole bunch of those shows. Like That's me and my friend Randy, his dad used to always take us. I remember they had some a kid with Down syndrome What was in the crowd. And it was oh the... Uh, Where's this going? The, no, it was the Steiner Brothers versus somebody. And they let this kid like over the fucking railing. And they had him punch somebody or something and he's doing the whole like dog face gremlin shit and I was like look at this shit they got this kid over the fucking railing he's in their world Harper was like I was was worried about where this was going 
Harper was like, I'd get rid of a chromosome if I could get to the ring. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up. up. See? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, Doc. <laughs> Dude, what is wrong with you? What? You see, that's what I'm talking about, Hopper. I mean, you're sitting there, you're talking about wrestling, and all of a sudden, you know, you just break out, you start talking about making fun of people with chromosomes problems and stuff. I mean, come on, bro. What the hell's wrong with y'all? What the fuck, Darren man? Sounds like, Darren sounds like the kind of guy who either eats Cheetos by the pound. Oh, yeah. That sounds okay. about right. Okay. Or counts as protein grams every day. I don't know which. No. The Cheetos. Okay. Fat guy that knows everything. Love it. Yeah. Damn, that's it. Okay. Uh, let's go to the Road Warriors now who have a promo to cut after we just witnessed them murder the Midnight Express and take the NWA World Tag Team titles from them. Ladies and gentlemen, here they are, the new World Tag Team Champions, the Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. It's about time, David Crockett! You know, back when we had world title shots before, it was always Sting getting jumped by someone else and saying, Road Warriors, come help me. I need your help. Dan Luger with Barry Whittem and the horse would jump you. Who did you call? You called the Road Warriors. Well, we've had it. Dusty Rose, when you got in trouble, who did you call? You called the only guys you can depend on to kick butt. We're tired of carrying you! We're tired of carrying you, Sting! And we're tired of carrying you, Luger! Now we don't, we're not gonna come out here, Dana Crockett, and be classic champions! We'll issue a challenge to anybody to prove nobody can wrestle better than us and nobody fights better than us! Tell him, Hawk! David Crockett, I told you a long time ago when you quit going around and help everybody, and go ahead and help yourself. You reap benefits. Well, we're reaping benefits. We got the NWA World Tag Team belts, and we aims to keep up. Lex Luger, Sting, you got a problem with us? I'll jack your stinking jaws a city block, and I ain't kidding about nothing. Don't help anybody but yourself. If you want to get somewhere in this world, Dusty Rhodes, you just better shut your mouth and you just better keep your nose out of something that don't have none of your business in a telepaw. Well, David Crock at the bottom. I cut off uh, Ellering for you, Javorski. Go crank one off while, uh, yeah, because I did that. Uh, that's a new thing. Javorski likes cranking one off to reading people's comments on the Facebook group. Uh, yeah. What you got from that? Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's cranking one off, man. He's uh, yeah, he's doing his thing. Uh, I, hope, I hope he, I, I hope he doesn't get anything on his phone, and you know, his, yeah. uh, you know. But Doc, what you think about the Road Warriors right there? There's a whole lot of truth, and don't trust anybody if you want to get somewhere in life. Boy, Jesus Christ, you ain't kidding. I mean. We kind of trust each other after four and a half years, but we're kind of looking sideways at each other. Like, do I need to throw this motherfucker under the bus and get on Conrad's <laughs> network? I mean, yeah. do I need to stick a spike in Mike's eyes so that I can get the titles? Yeah, we should do those like commercials where, hey, you know, we could fix your credit. Yada, yada, yada. Just call us and we could fix it. You know, I, I had somebody reach out to me from a like marketing type gimmick. 
I told Doc about it. Yeah. Um, you know, like to do commercials on the show. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm like real apprehensive about it. I don't. I don't know if it's really worth it. So well, I don't know. I'm exploring the option. We'll see what happens. Maybe some white claw. Yeah, uh, no. Wait, 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 what's those? What is those things you had the other day? Harper pink lemonade, natural light. Uh, the fucking natter days are fucking great, bro. Okay, maybe get those on board. Hmm. We'll see. The anti IPA. That's what we need is a cheap beer that would come on board. That'd play well here, right? Yeah, Rolling Rock. I've been trying to. I, 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 I've shared a picture of on Instagram, and they responded to it. Did they really? Yeah. What'd they say? Yeah, I put a. Uh, I took a picture of the bottle, and I put some Mardi Gras beads around it, and, and uh, I said, uh, "Shutting out, shutting down Mardi Gras in style with with a uh, Rolling Rock or something like that." Come on. Yeah. Is it really? Is it really a cheap beer? Yeah, uh, uh, now it is. It's, 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 uh, it was back when I drank it about 15 to 17 years ago. It was a taste, it was a cheap, tasty alternative to the Bud Lights of the world. Yeah. And now it comes as much as, uh, as like Bush or Natty. It had, it had less, uh, calories too. It was kind of light. Oh, does it? Yeah, it's, it's good for you. It's got vitamins. Yeah. You see, this is, the kind of, this is the kind of conversation I'm talking about. You want to talk intelligently about beer. I mean, that's that's pretty good stuff there, Harper. Yeah. You know, for the, 30, 33, the 33 words on the back would be, fuck you, pal, fuck you, pal, fuck you, pal, <laughs> living time. <laughs> All right, we go to the next. Okay, go ahead, Doc. You got anything else from the World no, War? No, no, these, these two snoozers are out here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. no. We just Russian? saw the Road Warriors. Just when you think the road wars can't look more fucking menacing. These two jabronis. Yeah. Loading up the mask. You don't think Abdullah pulls out the fork for his jobber? Well, what Doc's talking about is we got Russian Assassin 1 and 2 with Paul Jones. They defeat Paul Jones and Brett Holiday. He looks like Burt Reynolds and fucking Smokey and Abandoned. He looks like a homeless man's version. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have much from this other than to say the Russian assassins win by loading up their mask again. Yeah, I kept hitting 10. 10. 10, 10, 10. 7. 7. Bam Bam Bigelow then defeats Trent Knight. Doc, anything from that? No, but I assume we're going to hear from uh, Mr. Porn. Yeah, because he's really good. Let's go to him uh, right now. Here it is. Gentlemen, here he is. The Beast from the East. Bam Bam Bigelow, Sir Oliver Humperdinck. Mr. Humperdinck, you're after the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. United States heavyweight champion, Barry Windham. Isn't that correct? Look from 3,000 miles across the Pacific Ocean comes a beast from the east, from Tokyo, Japan. Back in the NWA. Back to the Big Peach Atlanta GA. Back to the Superstation WTBS. And he's breathing fire and flames. And there's a couple of individuals that I've already served warning on. Barry Windham, the United States heavyweight champion. Soon to meet Bam Bam Bigelow in the squared circle. Soon to be the ex-United States heavyweight champion. Ric Flair, who's very, very fond of shooting his mouth off when the big man is 3,000 miles away. 
Well, Ric Flair, I don't see you shooting your mouth off here today. Where are you? Where are you? When he's in Tokyo, you're a big man. You want to fight, you want to call names. Well, you're on the list too, Flair. And before too very long, you'll be in the ring with the beast from the East. And you'll have to contend with the man from Asbury Park of Fire and Flames. Let me tell you one thing. I came out here when I first came to Superstation TBS to the NWA, and I said we had a guy in mind for a partner. That individual I'm ready to, to, to divulge right here today, the individual I was thinking of, the individual who's gonna be tagged up with Bam Bam Bigelow, is the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. And if you would have told me five years ago, I would have been out here talking about Dusty Rhodes in a positive light, I would have called you a fool. I didn't think it was possible, but the combination has been formed. And it doesn't matter if it's Ric Flair, Barry Windham, or any combination thereof. The day is gonna come when you're gonna have to step into the ring with the Beast from the East and Dusty Rhodes. Beast, I want you to talk to these people for just a minute. Well, you know, the Beast from the East had a lot of partners, but never has he ever had a partner or someone to watch his back like the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. So whether it's you, Flair, or Wyndham, or both of you together, I got someone to watch my back, so come on. Play with fire and get burned. <sighs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, they're talking about the World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. He's up next. Um, I, I'm going to throw it to you, Doc. I want to see what you got to say. Uh, I don't have a lot. He's got his rap going again, but I will say that he's a little off by saying he's 3,000 miles over in Japan. Um, the actual distance from Atlanta to Tokyo is 6,852 miles. I, I doubt seriously anyone watching that back then. <laughs> they could have said he flew 500 miles from fucking Japan. They would, uh, yeah, okay. I These people anybody, thought New I, Zealand was a communist country, exactly. Doc. <laughs> I, I doubt anybody listening to us today caught that as weird, but I thought I would help everybody out. Uh, yeah, that's nice. What else you got, Doc? I like the fact that he said, Rick's out here talking a bunch of shit when we're over in Japan, but all right, here we are. Hopper, what do you have? And now Rick's going to talk a bunch of shit. Hopper, you got anything from Humber Dink, or you, or you, you, you're getting blown over there? I mean, nothing about him says 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 face. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, I, I'm sitting here looking at him. I mean, nowadays, if you walk around with those tattoos, no one even looks at you. But back then, people Dude. could. Could you imagine Bam Bam Bigelow walking into a a 7-Eleven at fucking 1 o'clock in the morning from, like, off the road. He's going from town to town. It's like, I got to stop and take a piss. And he walks into a fucking gas station to take a piss or to get a Coke or something. They saw him walking through the door. They would probably got the gun ready. Is the freak show in town? Is they, the got the, in town? they got the gun ready and the numbers on their cell phone dialed to 911 just waiting yeah, to hit man. the green button. There is no cell phone, you know? Well, no, no, I'm saying today, like no. if if that if you had that technology back then, yeah. But you're, you're right. He just doesn't. I mean, the way he talks, the way he looks, nothing says face. I got one other thing from this. 
Did Dusty Rhodes see how Humperdinck uh, was getting over and Bigelow was getting over and was like, let me tell you something, Daddy. You going to go out there and talk about me, son, and we going to tag up just you and I. We going to do this thing. Because he ain't been talking about Dusty the last few weeks, and all of a sudden now he's talking about Dusty. Now, we love us some Dusty, but God damn. Here's the thing. As scrambled as all this is around the U.S. title, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say no. Because I don't think they're in the tournament. I think they're just saying shit. Remember airtight, brother? No, they're not in a the tournament. They, they, so they there don't you go. This is, just, this is just bullshit. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Okay, let's go to Ric Flair now. He's out there with J.J. Dillon. Ladies and gentlemen, when he comes into a room, everyone stands up and applauds. We're talking about the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. David, you've heard the expression, a picture's worth a thousand words. We'll put the camera over there one time. This is Turner Broadcasting System. This is the NBA and NWA. We're number one. You can tell I'm excited about basketball season, can't you? Well, let me tell you what else. I'm excited about, and that is simply the fact that J.J. Dillon manages the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. And if you ask that young lady over there, because I am the champion, I can have any woman in the world I want just like that. Right, honey? Yes, ma'am. Now, Barry Windham. Also, is managed by James James Dillon. He is the U.S. heavyweight champion. In other words, when a guy like Sir Oliver Humperdinck walks out here with Bam Bam Bigelow and hollers my name, hollers Mr. Dillon's name, or hollers Barry Wiggins' name, it is total insanity to think that for one minute people in our position in life are listening. We are what makes wrestling go. We are the select group known as the Four Horsemen. We are kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing. Limousine riding, jet flying, set up again. That just happened to be your champions. Like it or don't like it. Learn to love it. Because if you ask any woman on the face of this earth or any wrestler, it is the best thing going today. There he is, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair, J.J. Dillon. Now let's go to the Fantastics. Well, it wouldn't be a Saturday night without Ric Flair coming out there talking a little crap. Doc, what do you think? Pretty standard issue, obviously. He's been kind of missing since the missing the rest of his horseman crew. But I always like when he says, you come out here and say my name, pal. That's a direct shot right back. So Humperdinck just said, you, talk, you run your mouth when we're not here. Well, they're there. And- he just ran his mouth, so he comes out looking good. Aubrey, Pronouns, pal. 
pronouns, pal. Goddamn. Yeah, that was fucking great, huh? A little shit talking. It's all you yeah. Need. Nothing too fancy there. I'm down. Uh, with it. I like JJ's green suit. It's like he just won the fucking golf tournament. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we go to the Fantastics. They defeat Gary Royal <sighs> and George South. Doc, your thoughts? Anything? Uh, yeah, there's a. This... There's okay. there. No, well, if you go to the finish, Ross yeah. is Ross is asking people to name the finisher. Do we have a name? Could we help out here, guys? Army. Oh, I don't know. What uh, called it. Fantastic. Right here. Hold on. Let me play it. And now tagging in his partner. Now look at this move. The fans get to help us. What's a, we need to name this something. I think George South could probably come up with a lot of names right now for it, but not, but not right at this moment. I, 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 don't, I don't. Don't don't. Here's rule number one in wrestling. Don't ask fans to name stuff. No, we need to ask the army. What is the Fantastic's finisher? Send those to. Mike five zero four at btt dot something. Let me tell you something. I'm spending a whole lot less time on social media in general. I tried to tell you years ago that that's the way to go. That social media thing is a trap. It's not that. It's just I don't have the time. People don't. People people can't handle themselves out there. Not our people. I mean people. Nobody gave a shit about Kobe when he was alive. Come on. Oh, my yeah. God. Why Come on. What, what's wrong with you, man? You need attention sometime? I mean, come on. What the fuck? Yeah. Fuck. Thoughts and prayers, dog. All right. Uh, Doc, you got anything else from the Fantastics here? No. Okay. I don't have anything from the promo either. Did you? Nope. Hopper, you? No, this American flag shit's uh, <laughs> fucking on. New Zealand. <laughs> They're from fucking New Zealand. We didn't know that back then. We thought I, New, I Zealand, not New Zealand. We thought New Zealand <laughs> was where Australia sent all of Mike's people to go yeah. be away from them. And that's right, this is. If this it was is. the Russians or something, yeah, but they're from fucking New Zealand. This is a shoot. You know it, Hopper. <laughs> During this time, maybe not in 88, because I think I understood by then, because I just think I did. But when I first started at New Zealand Flag, when they were in Mid-South UWF. You thought they were from England. I thought that that basically was the equivalent of Russia, and nobody smartened yeah. me up to it at the time. So Man, three Zealand years earlier, fun. yes. New Zealand is one of the most remote places on the earth. They're right. just lucky they got off the island. Fucking the Tasmanian devil is is fucking from there, right? Uh, wouldn't that be from Tasmania? Well, that's in New Zealand, right? <laughs> Isn't that one of the islands? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know. It's too far. It's too far away. I thought I thought Tasmania was a, one of the islands in in a. New Zealand. What? Jesus! <laughs> I don't know, bro. 
Uh, I don't care. Send that. Definitely send that to SMU heavyweight. No, no, don't do that. I think Tasmania is part of Australia. Oh, it, uh, uh, okay. But I'm not 100% sure. You know why? Because it's on the other fucking side of the planet. So the point here is, there were a lot of people in 1988 that when they thought New Zealand was basically the equivalent of Russia. Yeah, like... like it's like fucking Nazi Germany or something, you know? <laughs> I, guess, I guess I guess Red Dawn 2 will be about New Zealand. Yeah. It'll be like a bunch of uh, the fucking the sheep herders are like coming across the border. Throwing kiwis at kiwi fruits at us. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> As we keep moving, Lex Luger defeats Agent Steel, and then Luger cuts a promo after the match where he starts off pretty damn bone dry. He's, um... Uh-oh, he's, he going to get moist. He's dry, and by the end of it, he's worked he's up a pretty good sweat. I don't have moist. anything else from it other than that. Doc, what about you? I don't think I did either. I think this is one of his more... Um, yeah, I didn't have anything from that. Why does that the shadow of that mic look like a... Come on, dick. grow he's up. Getting, he's getting teddy-fucked by a mic shadow. What's that? Nice. It looks like a head... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he's sweating it, so that he could lube up for the mic. Come on. What the hell, Hopper? I mean, come on, man. You know, you're sitting here talking about Lex Luger, and then all of a sudden you break out in the, the microphone looks like a dick. I mean, cool. Why does, you guys need to grow the hell up, man. Why does Darren sound like Dennis, fake Dennis Corluzzo? Oh, he sounds like the fucking Cowardly Lion from fucking Wizard of Oz. Is that <laughs> how he really sounds? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I need to stop. Uh, all right, man. Let's keep going. He's, like, he's doing a lot of pointing at us. If Dude, you just he's, watch this. he's glistening, too, at the end of that. Look look at that chest. It's glistening. Now, he did just wrestle a match, so maybe it's yeah. some delayed cooling. I mean, the, he, the, the cooling system has to get around and through all the steroids to work. So I see the way the water was glistening all over your body. You, you remember that? You remember that uh, Martin Lawrence uh, comedy special, Doc? You ever seen that no, one? No, I don't like Martin about, Lawrence. He's talking about, I'm not a big Martin fan either. Except in Life. I thought Life was a hilarious movie. Shout out you to know, I love, I love the, Murray the, out the, there. The black comedian, but I can't get down with uh, Martin Lawrence. Wow. That's nice, Doc. I just can't. Sorry. Have you ever seen the movie Life, though, Doc? Is that with him and Eddie Murphy? Yes. Yeah. It prison. was all. It was on in a room I was in once, and it was terrible. That movie is so funny. Okay. Oh, right, Michelangelo and Bobby Murray? God, we were talking about that on Facebook one day. Holy Oh, crap. yeah. I'm limited in my social media, all right? I'm talking about old movies with my chums online. Well, I mean, that's what funny. I mean, you know, that type of stuff's good, but yeah, all the other messy stuff, and yeah, you know. And grow up, you. William Bozard. Grow up. Right, Josh Dunn? Okay. Uh, okay. Out here? All right. Hey, let's go to Jim Cornette because, you know, we saw all this stuff went down to Rowers and Midnight Express, and we haven't heard from Corny. we got to hear from Corny and see what he's got to say. So here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the former world tag team champions, the Midnight Express, with Jim Cornette. Mr. Cornette. Well, first of all, you don't get no fancy intro today. Maybe I'll do it after I finish having my piece to say here. But right now, I felt like everybody ought to see beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan. And how many times have I come out here, David Crockett, and said that the Midnight Express lost the match, and it was our fault. 
Huh? How many? How many times have I said it was our fault? Never. You know what a goose egg looks like? That's exactly right. Pay attention. But it was our fault. We lost the match to the Road Warriors and it was our fault because we got caught with our pants down, brother. Plain and simple. We trusted the Road Warriors just like Lex Luger and Sting trusted them and got the shaft. Just like all these people trusted them and got the shaft. We're supposed to be the ones to jump from behind. We're supposed to be the ones with all the dirty tactics. So we trusted them a little too far. First of all, Paul Ellering came over and he drug me down off that apron from behind and I'll be the first to say it, I can't whip Paul Ellering. So Sweet Stan Lane, he jumped down there and he tore into Paul Ellering and he was beating his brains out. But the Road Warriors, the guys who like to fight, the two baddest guys in the world, took that opportunity to both of them jump Bobby Eaton from behind, threw him out of the ring, run his head in the post, busted his head open, made him see and double. He didn't know where he was and they massacred him out there on that floor. Well, I came back around, I got Stan up. He saw what had gone on with his friend and Stan Lane with more guts in his little finger than the Road Warriors had in their whole stinking bodies. He jumped in there and he fought both of them because of what they'd done to Bobby and because the titles were on the line. But the odds were against him and he knew that and he was shining pretty good for a while. But then they got him down and they were doing a number on Stan. I tried to get Bobby up, his head was busted, he couldn't see straight, and I tried to get him to go back to the dress room, but Bobby Eaton, cause that's the kind of guy that he is, he pushed me away, he saw the titles were on the line and he saw his friend was in trouble and he tried to get back in that ring and he did. He jumped up on that apron and when Stan fell close to the corner, then Bobby Eaton, he made that tag and he came in and he was kicking those big freaks butts all the way across that ring. But the damage was already done. An animal came out of that corner and he clotheslined him goofy and he pinned him one, two, three. And I've never gotten mad at Bobby for losing the match because he don't very often. And I didn't get mad at him this time because he showed more guts in getting back in that ring than the Road Warriors have ever known the meaning of or Paul Ellering or any of them together. So I tell you this, Road Warriors, you say you like to fight. Well, it's a corny saying, I know it is, but fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. If you've got the guts to get back in the ring with the Midnight Express and put those World Tag Team title on the line, you like to fight, well, that's what you're going to get. The damnedest fight you've ever been in your life, brother, because we're going to show you some dirty tactics and the back jumping next time around. And right now, because Bobby's not able to yet, I'm going to send Stan in the ring by himself. And I pity the poor fool, to use an expression from Mr. T, that wants to get in the ring with the gangster of love. Sweet. Well, we don't really hear Corny this serious. It's not teeth and gums time and whatnot. He's pretty serious, Doc. What did you think? Well, how often do you hear anybody come out there and just say, man, we got beats. What do you want me to say? And they're selling it with the fact that Bobby can't wrestle yet. Yeah. And He's I serious. And here's what, I'll, I'll, before we move on, because we're about to pivot here in a big way. So we thought that the Midnights had money with old Arn and Tully, right? Mm-hmm. And after that promo he just cut, it seems like we'd have some money to be made with the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. So I'm not against necessarily from an entertainment perspective of what's about to happen. My point is, from a booking angle, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know, man. I thought about that, but it makes me forget about. It made me forget about the Road Warriors pretty quickly, which was which I was fine with, in a way, because you're like, holy crap, look at this. But I kind of want to know what Harper thinks too. Yeah, it's it's. 
this has me wanting to watch next week to see what the fuck happens. Yeah, I'm I'm with Harper because I agree, Doc, what you're talking about, what's happening here uh, with this phone call that Jim Cornette is, is supposedly getting, but in the middle of this match. However, like, it's such a strong pivot to something else that you're like, whoa, what's going to happen next? Yeah. So, here, let's listen to the commentary. Here it is. In the Russian assassins, they don't have nothing. They're telling me what to do. Please, hold on. Hello? Somebody ought to tell you what to do. Hello? Hold on. Jim, Cornette, it is for you. I don't have time to take phone calls on national television, Tony. Hang it up. Is it collect? Tell them to call me. What? Hello? What? Who, who is this? Who is it really? You, say that one more time. It is you, you little jerk. What? Wait, what did you do? You call up to, to, to gloat about us losing the titles now or what? Huh? You little jerk. All right, I'll tell you what. The same thing that I've always told you goes ever since you started this whole thing in the first place. Anytime you want to show up, brother, we'll take you head on. We ain't scared of you. You're a jerk and those two are geeks. Okay, well, yeah, anytime, like I made the offer to you before, anytime you want to show up, we'll settle a thing once and for all. In the meantime, you know what this sounds like? Listen. There. Who was that? Who was that? Who, who was it? Well, I, when they asked for Jim Cornette, it was an irate voice on Who was that? I ain't going to tell you who it was, and it don't matter a bit who it was. But Jesus Christ! Jesus. Wait a well, minute. There's Dennis Condry. That's that other guy. That's Randy Rose. Condry used to be with us. That's Paulie Dangerously. They don't even wrestle here. They don't even wrestle in the They're NWA. not a part of the NWA at all. And they have hit the ring. Oh, the phone on the forehead of Cornell. He just nailed him right in the face with that portable phone. These guys don't even wrestle here. Dennis Condry used to be in the Midnight Express. And they go with a phone on the head of Sweet Stan. Cornette's busted open. Jimmy Cornette has been busted open. Cornette is bleeding. He can't even stand up. They, Bobby Eaton, they've been working on his leg. They're double teaming Stan. Good Lord, look at Cornette. Oh my God. He hit him right in the face with that telephone and it busted him from ear to ear. And now Cornette's been brought back in the ring. Somebody needs to get in here and stop this. Cornette is not a wrestler, and he's being held up at the mercy of Paulie Dangerously. Randy Rose, Dennis Condry, men that we know call themselves the original Midnight Express, and they have literally burst on the scene here at the Superstation, and it is nothing but carnage in the ring. Well, like I said, they pivot, and I'm with Hopper. I'm like... I forgot about the Road Warriors, and I'm like, wow, I got to watch next week to see what happens. Yeah. Um, I believe this is the story, too, before I throw it to Harper, where Dusty told Corny to get some juice, and and you know, Corny gets in the back, and Dusty says something like, I said just a little bit of blood, kid. Um, Harper, your thoughts on uh, Cornette getting, God, he got busted open good. My God, he's been lacerated. Yeah. I remember watching this thinking, why does he want to wear a white fucking suit out there? Oh, yeah. When I get dirty, then it's like, oh, this looks perfect with the white suit. Man, that bump he took outside, too, where he went and on the concrete. Oof. When he got hit, when he first got hit, 
Yep. Yeah, it was pretty vicious. Let me go back to it. Did we Probably. miss the powder? Was there powder? Yeah. yeah. Dennis, uh, the Randy Rose in the very beginning. There's the bump. <laughs> Corny. If you look at the very beginning, like when they right here, when they first come to it. So the midnight, the original midnight, Paul, I'm just going to call him Paulie's midnight from here on out. Paulie's midnight comes out and there's the powder. You saw it, Doc, to Stan Lane? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then Corny gets hit with the phone in the back right there. And then Paulie dumps him and. And this is where Corny's about to get hit again. You see, Corny's getting his blade right now. You can see him go forward. And here it is. Pop. And I feel just a little bit of blood, kid. Uh, this is pretty vicious. I don't know. I'm with it, was vi- it was violent. And here's the thing. Yeah. You're right. I want to know why. Yeah, I what just, the hell? And, and here's the thing that I want to ask. Because I'm interested in this angle. So don't get me wrong. My point is... Is there more money in this angle, or is there more money to be made with them and the Road Warriors? Mm, that's a good question. And so... I think the Road Warriors. And, right. And we're coming off a deal where we didn't get them to draw money with Arn and Tully, and now we're not going to let them draw money with the Road Warriors. What are we doing here? I mean, I'm interested in this angle that I see here. But from a long-term creative, what's going on here? I don't know. I think this was a good move. You suck. I mean, this is like, I'm not saying the them feuding with the Warriors wouldn't have been all right, but I don't know, man. There's only so much you can really do because I don't know, man. I just, I I like the pivot. I like the pivot to this. Corny's busted open. God, look at him. He's freaking gushing. I don't know. I, I I do like this, but that's just me. What, Harper, I what didn't do you say think? I didn't like it. You I know. Ask. I know. Yeah. I know what you said. I, I I'm let me, let me answer your question. I'm gl- I, I'm fine with them going. I'm trying to have an here. intelligent discussion about the ins and outs of the business side of this, but I can see that that's not going to work with you. Okay, Dave Meltzer. I'm sorry. I ruined your five star angle with them and the Road Warriors. <laughs> Hopper, let me ask you. Won't you answer Doc's question since he's mad with me? I want to see him fucking fight the Road Warriors. Okay. We just saw them tear it down and have like a back and forth with him and lose the title. Yeah. Why would they stop fighting for the title? It doesn't make any sense, especially since there's nobody to elevate yet. And Bobby needs to get his fucking revenge. revenge. I agree with all that. I'm just... And know. I'm not down and I'm not down on them this angle in and of itself. I was captivated. I'm ready to see it. I'm just saying, if we're trying to draw money, what's the plan? So we got two votes for Rowers and Midnight, and we got me one vote for Midnight versus Midnight. One Randy Rose prominently positioned. Okay. I, <laughs> I can see why you never made a dime in this business. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. Okay, grow up. <laughs> Eddie Gilbert defeats Mike Jackson. Doc, any thoughts from that? Was Eddie's elbow poking out? He was supposedly hurt. Yeah, he kept like going to it. But look something. at his left elbow there. It looks like it's yeah got a weird bone poking out. That's all yeah. I had. Yeah, me too. Was, something was something weird was going on. Uh, Hopper, do you have anything from it? Nah. 
All right. So that means we need to go to uh, Dusty Rhodes, who uh, is going to uh, curse some folks out here. Well, not he's really, also but... gonna he's also gonna admit to banging hookers. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at his forehead too. <laughs> what did you say it looked like two weeks ago, Doc? Three weeks ago? I've already made the joke. I don't have to go back to it. I can come up with new content. Yeah. A bruised a ham, ham wallet. wallet. That's nice. A bruised ham wallet. <laughs> I have my I have my moments. I'm gonna take some up. Uh, if I grow up, I gotta leave the show. I'm gonna make a meme of uh, I'm gonna take some fucking sandwich ham and like kind of mold it and put a couple of dollars in it. Like, look, it's Dusty's forehead. That'd get over with our crew. Yeah. <laughs> you can print some money with that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to Dusty Rose now. They're not in the studio because Dusty doesn't like getting booed, so they're out in front of a live crowd. Oh. They're out at a, at a show somewhere. Here it is. Hey, this man right here, Dusty Rhodes, knows what it's like to wrestle yeah. for $1 million, knows what it's like to pin the shoulders of the world heavyweight champion. Three times he's been the world heavyweight champion, and Starcade comes around again, this time True Grit and the Norfolk School. Well, Starcade's always a big event for Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. But there's something just a little more in my crawl than Starcade 19 and 88, True Grit, if you will. I feel a little bit responsible for my new world's tag team champions, the Road Warriors. The bottom line is, brother, that the Stinger and Lex Luger ain't gonna let this thing pass. They ain't gonna let this thing go by. The Road Warriors got to be stopped right now. So personally, I'm taking it upon myself to tell you something, animal. You're always out here when the rest of them are gone somewhere. When the planes are late or the cars are late. Animals out here talking about how bad they are and everybody should be scared of them. Well, let me tell you something, baby. They ain't a steroid running through this body, baby. All this body's got in it is just a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of fight, and a big hot and an occasional night out with a lady of the evening. That's what this body's got in it. So let me tell you something, big boy. The Road Warriors, Paul Ellering, my six-man tag team champions, remember that? Now then, dudes got to be paid in public, if you will. In public, if you will. So, Hulk, you get yourself ready, one-on-one. Animal, you get yourself ready, one-on-one. Or you both come out here and jump on this man, Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Because now is the time to tell it like it is. And Dusty Rhodes, damn sure, ain't scared of the Road Warriors. And that, my friend, is fucking like a monkey. Doc, I had the same thing you had, uh, pretty much talking about you know his body don't have steroids and the only thing he does is whiskey and ladies. But yeah, I like it. He did you also say his tag team champions. Was that a slip? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Dusty was good there though. I thought he was too. Uh, Hopper, what'd you have from it? Yeah, he was good. I can't believe he said there's no steroids in his body. That's pretty stiff. Yeah, that's real fucking stiff. Well, Cornette always told the stories about when he'd be cutting a promo, and one time he said something about the yeah. about the road warrior. Yeah, um, you hey. know, doing roids, and Animal came to him and said, 
Hey Jimmy, K-Fabe, you know, brother. can you, you kayfabe? Don't 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 go there. And he was like, "What?" And Cornette was like, "He was he was only telling us that because we're flying. You know, they're flying from airport to airport with with CCs of shit in their bags. They got what? they got they got steroids in their bags, and they're flying country. You know, across country. He's like, "Bro, can you chill out? Uh, we don't need a we don't need to put put people on us here." This so yeah, I'm shocked. Um. We go to Abdullah the Butcher who defeats David Isley. We haven't seen Abdullah on Saturday night in years. It's been, you know, three years ago at this point since we've seen him. Uh, he stood on David Isley's head at one point. Jesus Christ. I got a timestamp for that. What you got? Uh, 106 or an hour six with 58 seconds. Okay, 106, 58. There, there's one right there. You had it. Oh, well, now I can't find it. Jesus Christ, well, I don't know crap. how far back I was. I mean, he's about to. He just there right, was, there was. Hold on, he, he just stands on his. How does that feel? Listen, I mean, right here. Just I'm gonna stand on your head. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! God. Oh. oh my Later God! He... <laughs> Later, he does it and stands on his throat. Watch this again. He literally his puts head. both feet on this man's head and face and stands on yeah. it. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> but wrestling's fake, right? Look at that. Look at that. He's got, he got the left foot on the throat and the right foot on the forehead. And the only thing he can say is, at least I didn't get bled on and get hepatitis. Yeah. Look at that. He is standing on this man's face like it's nothing. Uh, right. All right, Doc. <laughs> what else you said? I'm telling you, Abdullah, Abdullah was a scary and is a scary dude. And I don't believe, I didn't believe him in his story on whatever that, was it Beyond the Ring or whatever they just did about Brody. Oh, I don't believe it either. I didn't believe it either. And I will, and I will tell you this: we watch. Uh, here's the thing about Lafonda. Lafonda hates wrestling, but she will watch a documentary. She loves like the the, the documentary style stuff on just about anything, including wrestling. So any wrestling documentary, she'll watch. So we watched that Brody one, and she was like. That dude's full of shit. <laughs> I have like, no I think... doubt that's exactly the way she said it, too. And I was like, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Harper, you got any thoughts on Abdullah here? Yeah, he was a scary motherfucker, huh? Always. I mean, he he, he was, I mean, let's be honest, Fucking four hundred something pounds, just this big fat guy, but he he worked that gimmick, man, for real. He he might have worked seriously. I'm not saying this lightly. He might have worked that savage type gimmick better than Kamala. Yeah, well, I mean, and like we're too young for the Sheik, right, Doc? So right, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Let me put that out there because somebody will say, "Oh, the Sheik." I mean, like, yeah, I get that. I'm talking about. When we were kids, Kamala scared the crap out of us. But and Kamala then, stayed in the territory. Abdullah came in for a night. That made it even more dangerous. 
Yeah. Abdullah just dude, yeah. that fork in that head. Abdullah and... Abdullah was the bad guy, Andre the Giant, in terms of attraction. When he was in the building, he didn't stay. He came in to do a hit. He comes in with these floppy ass titties and shit too. And he's, got <laughs> the, he's got the forehead that's all messed up, bruh. And he's living us from four... New Orleans. Wait, what? He looks like he could be some guy from fucking New Orleans. Let me tell you something about him. I remember being I remember being in the wrestling business and like he was still working indies and I knew it was a work and I was like, Man, I would not want to get in the ring with that dude. Yeah, Just, fuck that. He's been in the business for forty years and nobody smartened him up and he's standing on people's right? heads. <laughs> and then I heard the stories about, you know, what he would do, like he he he'd have the blade on all of his fingers like hell no i do not want to be in a ring with that idiot and then anyway. how disgusting is this during a promo yeah we talked okay. about this eating a rope the, a couple of weeks ago how, that's how it got the hepatitis c <laughs> <Chewing on ropes. laughs> you know how disgusting the fucking ring rope is yes and he's and just got his why mouth. Not, why, why not just walk into one of those bars on on bourbon during Mardi Gras and lick the floor? Yeah, might as well. Go lick the toilet seat at your <laughs> at the uh, restroom at the fucking at the at the racetrack. Well, just just at go the, just go just go walk into a porta potty uh, in, yeah. in, during Mardi Gras and lick the toilet and tell yeah. me how that is. God, what the fuck, Harper? I mean, come on, man. What the, what is this? What what are you guys talking about, man? It's supposed to be a wrestling podcast. Okay. Ah, uh, that's gross. Okay, speaking of which, let's go to Abdullah now and Gary Hart. But I love it because he's Abby. just he's he's it's on. He's crazy. Gary Hart calls Abdullah the black terror, and I have to say it's fitting. Here it is. All right, I don't know about this thing. Let me Look tell you Abdullah. what you're looking at now is <laughs> the fiercest, most daring most terrifying wrestler that has ever Ugh. participated in a wrestling match. Ugh. And anybody, anywhere, that does not fear the name of the almighty Abdullah the Butcher is either an insane fool or the lying to you. This man that you see is not an ordinary being. He has reigned terror in the wrestling world. <sighs> <sighs> He has reigned terror in the wrestling business for more years than any man. There ain't a single human being that can say deep in their heart that they do not fear the baddest of the bad, the biggest of the big, the black terror that is going to change things at TBS. He's here for a purpose. He's here for a reason. Everybody that has shunned me, that has made light of me, the black monster will take care of everything. Cause there's only one, Abdullah, the butcher, the real boogeyman has arrived on TBS. On Nene. What is that? 
Uh, are we sure Gary Hart isn't a brother? I, I'm, I'm. I know we joke and play, but are we yeah. sure you're not a brother? Oh my God! Here we go. Oh Jesus! Stop. I, black ass. I'm asking a question. Are we sure? I mean, he he surely comes he's, across. He's got the. He's got the. The basic strokes of it all down in there. You know, he's got the. He's got <laughs> yeah. the playbook. Got the playbook. He's yeah. Got, He's got the playbook. Okay. <laughs> he All was right. it's like you he, he was on the black man's practice squad, so he's got the playbook, but he may not have made the final fifty three man roster, but he he made a copy of the playbook before they, they took it back. Okay. Uh what are your thoughts on the promo? Man, I'm telling you when you treat this shit like it's real like that shit would may not work in that environment thirty years later. But when you treat this shit like it's real, it means something. He's living the gimmick. He's he's a madman. He's chewing on the rope. He's chewing on the mic. He's just uh, Gary Hart saying nonsense words to communicate to him. It all makes sense to me. That looks like that could work now. I think so too, but that's just me. He looks like a fucking nightmare. Imagine being a kid, like a like a small child, seeing that. I, when well, I was that, like eight, when I was like nine, I was telling him earlier, man. I remember seeing a thing with him and Southwest Championship Wrestling from San Antonio. He fucked Scott Casey up like a motherfucker, and I was just like, "What is this?" There's that this guy didn't stand a ch- this rugged cowboy dude didn't stand a single chance, and he got murdered. I don't remember the first time I saw him pull the fork out on somebody. <laughs> But all I thought to myself was, oh, my God, he's really going to kill this man. He's well, going to murder him on TV. Because he's not, he's not pulling punches with that fork. Why would he? He just stood on a man's head on national television. He scared yeah. the crap out of me. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Kamala scared me more than anyone. But it was a different type of scare. That dude, like, again, he's got these big, fat, Just he's just a fat, sloppy-looking <laughs> dude that just he looks like he eats people. What the fuck? Well, any of them boots, bro. The, the, the curly boots. That yeah, was like a that was like a thing back then too. You were like, oh damn. Because I convinced was. myself that they had lead in those points. Yeah, lead. I thought it was pure steel. And that, that too. And dude, I saw. I I don't know where I came across this because again, syndication and wrestling back in the day. But I, I remember seeing a couple of times, it might have been Southwest and out of San Antonio, Brody and him. And that's just some of the wildest shit you'll ever see. Murdering each other. Murdering each other. with, And it's just unpredictable. But you can't be unpredictable and crazy and dangerous in a basketball arena that looks like the last basketball arena you were in. 10-4. Um... Harper, do you have anything else from Abdullah before we uh, close things out here? He looks real and scary as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Okay. And here's the thing. It's not about being a body. It's not about this. It's about having a unique look that is a star. Oh, yes. 100%. I mean, I mean, just look at his forehead. One of Mike Rotunda's problems is, and he's a superstar, but one of Mike Rotunda's problems, he looks too normal. Um, he fakes being a little crazy very well in the varsity club, though. 
He's doing great. The varsity club's awesome, and apparently they have a new member, but we don't hear much about it. How many yeah. beers have you had tonight? You starting to slur those words over there? I'm tired, dude. Okay, that's I'm what it fucking, is. I am fucking. I can tell. We're getting to the end here, so we I'm, got. I'm um, now. I'm into hour fifteen of the day on the move. So yeah, you confirm. you got about another seven minutes of me. Well, we're 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 nearing the end here. So we got Mike Rotunda. He defeats Bob Emery. Uh, Rick Steiner is outside the ring with Sullivan as the fans cheer for Steiner during the during the match before it starts. There's a lot of friction here with Sullivan and Steiner throughout the match on the outside. Steiner appears to be, you know, he's getting scolded by Sullivan pretty well. Uh, let's go to this last promo uh, with the Varsity Club. I will tell you so that we can go to the rating right after this promo. There is two more things at the, after this promo. You have the Sheep Herders. They do defeat Jerry Price and Rick Allen. And then the Sheep Herders cut a promo, and they tell us they're going to win the U.S. tag titles, and we go off air. But I wouldn't put too much stock into that because they literally <laughs> leave before the, the tournament's over. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Let's go to the last promo uh, at this time for this show. It is that we're going to play the Varsity Club. Steiner, Sullivan, Rotunda with David Crockett at the podium. This now Kevin Sullivan, the Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda, world television champion. Rick Steiner, yeah, and very popular wrestler. Certainly is very popular, isn't it? It's hey, great for... Look at, I got Spike with me. Watch, you can fly. <laughs> you like Kevin? No! You're, like a real, you're a real chowder girl. Shut you know up. that, Steiner? Shut you're up. a moron. No, I'm not. Tell him, Kevin, I'm not. Is he a moron hey, or what? Look my jacket. I give you my jacket. You don't want to wear your jacket. It didn't fit. You know, the Varsity Club now has come together. I have done what no man has ever done before. Mike Rotunda, Dr. Death on the same team. The Varsity Club and Rick Steiner. Let's not forget Rick Steiner. That's a good partner. Doc, I beat him. You never beat Dr. Death. Where did you beat Dr. Death? You never beat him. You know, a lot of things that. Happening at TBS, it's getting to be the hottest place in town. Next week, the world heavyweight champion will defend his title here. And you see, we're going to come here strong, and we're going to show the people. Where's your belt, He doesn't have his belt. Where's your belt? Where's your belt, man? Where? What? Where's your belt? I don't know. You better go it. Ow! Stop it! What? I gave him that belt. You didn't. I gave him that belt. I beat somebody. I beat. You didn't give me that belt. I gave him that belt on TV. Hey, shut your mouth. Flair? Flair what? Flair's having a match on here. Is that me? I'm wrestling him. I can beat him. You can't beat the world champion. Come here. Come here. Come here. Get right here. I want to let you listen to one thing. What? What? I am the head of the varsity club. You understand? You understand? Stop that. Come here. Start listening. Michael, you finish Don't this hit me anymore. Come here. You're coming with me. <laughs> now that I have a chance to talk, I think that I'm the greatest world television champion of all time. I'm also number one in the varsity club. That means Steiner's number three now because Dr. Death has come in. Him and I are a great team. And Steiner's, well, Steiner's Steiner. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from the varsity club. More action to come. Right after this, on the Superstation. All right, so like I said, the Sheep Herders end up defeating Jerry Price and Rick Allen. The Sheep Herders also cut a promo. But we'll close out by talking about the Varsity Club promo here. Doc, what you got from it? I'm supposed to believe that 
Dr. Death turned and 78 minutes into the program, JR hadn't run his yap about it. Sure. No. Airtight, okay. brother. <laughs> uh, these guys are great. The jar, the fly, the, the just. <laughs> this is phenomenal. Again, we say, it, we, we say it week after week that they just, it's underrated. We didn't, we didn't give them enough due at the time. Yeah. We didn't. Steiner's awesome. It's going to get better too with Steiner. He's going to have the interplay, but, but the, it's, it's Steiner, but it's also the interplay between all three of them is great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with, I, I agree. Hopper, you were laughing. I was laughing. What'd you think? Yeah, Rick is great, huh? It's like two <laughs> it's like two stupid brothers fighting and then he's the dad. Dealing it's with the, it. That the, the suddenly stopped being satanic. Right. <laughs> he wouldn't stop. The best part about that was he he did it and then he starts being goofy again and then like Sullivan at one point almost looked like he wasn't even acting. He was like what the hell is wrong with you? Can you chill out? <laughs> that, that's that's it was so good, and I think I actually think that's how it was supposed to be. But it was so good that it it seemed like he was really pissed off with him. He's like, "Bro, can you chill out? I'm trying to I'm trying to cut a promo." Rotunda, go ahead and you finish this off, and then he walks off and he hits Signer in the back of the head. I thought I thought thought that was fun. So anyway, uh, Harper, anything else? No. All right. Good to like the eighteen thirty mark. Okay. I want to hear something uh, Jim Ross says. All right. So I'm at 1827 here. Let's let's see let's what see. Uh, JR says. W. Newman of Southfield, Michigan. She's a big NWA and a Midnight Wait, Express fan. I know she'll be watching. We have an update tomorrow night during our program of NWA main event right here on Superstation TBS. The Fantastic's uh, name being bandied around here by the Sheep Herders. Well, here's your difference right here. Rip Morgan with that flag, waving it around the ring, and the Fantastics brought the U.S. flag in, of course, and they put it in their corner. And there's your battering ram. And the thing it about the Sheep Herders flagpole, it's not a little lightweight. What was the original oh, yeah, there, 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 there. That was it? No. Go. Okay. And the thing about the Sheep Herders flagpole, it's not a little lightweight uh, wooden pole. It's a metal flagpole and the flag and the flag bearer the flag doesn't weigh that much i don't think i don't know how heavy the new zealand flag is i've got to think you know uh, you don't need a six foot four inch 260 pounder to carry it around it ain't heavy it's my flag you know double knee lift Must have, no, it's 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 before that what was you said the original timestamp was what 11830 it was like yeah yeah fuck it fuck. what did he say he said something about when you watch the wrestling here, you're seeing big men, and everyone here basically looks the part. God, that's and, true. And it, and it made me think, it's like, well, he's he's not saying that fucking today. Oh, Bruh. He's calling a Marco stunt match tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure is. All right, we need to rate this show and get ready to get hey, him out of but here. You've also, but you've also heard JR say, hey, when you take a man's money and you cash the man's check, you do what he tells you. Yeah, that's so true. He said that a million times. Otherwise, okay. we'd all be down at the suit jobs tomorrow causing all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> God. Flipping over the do. table, 
flipping over a table, being like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Oh, man, the bookers, man. the bookers at the shoot jobs don't know how close they are to just complete anarchy. They really don't. They <laughs> like, really don't. It just takes a few motherfuckers that have had enough. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> really know? don't. I don't want to say any more, man. <laughs> that have figured out that they've given up, man. And, and it, and the further down on the scale you go, the worse it gets. Because I've been in a warehouse job or a service industry job. Those bookers are always living on the edge of getting their ass whooped off. <laughs> like Cedric the Entertainer said. Or wait, was it Cedric or or uh, I think it was Cedric. I can't remember. I I, I wish a motherfucker would at the job. Bernie Mac it may have been Bernie Mac, I don't remember. Yeah, you ain't lying. <laughs> they wish a motherfucker would do something at the shoot job. He's <laughs> 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 like what did he say? Black folks are the only one that go to work and tell the boss what they gonna fucking do. I ain't come here to work. I ain't doing shit today. That does sound like minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. We got to rate this thing before we do so. Just a reminder, you want some extra content? Get it at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Our top 10 uh, from the PWIs, our world-class shows, all of that is up there at our Patreon feed. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Appreciate it if you recently signed up, and please continue to sign up if you haven't done so yet. Also, use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show without... Uh, spending anything extra. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, side pieces in your life. Tell them to use it. Okay, Doc, I'm going to rate it. I got to give this an A+. I really like this episode. Uh, it was an hour and 21 minutes, so almost 122, but a lot went down. I mean, it gets a it gets an A+, just based on the Road Warriors and what went down with them in the midnight, and then the midnight getting jumped by uh, Paul Lee's midnight. So, A+, for me. What are you giving it, Doc? You know, we'd always back in the day go, oh, you never saw the titles change hands on TV. I think we've watched and we rewatched enough classic wrestling to know you, you saw the titles change on TV. Okay. Well, this was a fantastic episode from top to bottom, so much so that I'm going to say A+. Plus. Yeah, it's got to be A+. Plus. Yeah, if this isn't an A+, plus, I don't know what is. So. Okay. Doc, Rolex Award, who are you giving it to? Man, I thought about Bobby Eaton for the ass whooping he took in his comeback. I wanted to. But I think I'm going with Corny for the promo and getting his ass beat and juicing on TV. I think I'm going to go with Corny. I see just a little bit of blood, kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to go Corny, too. Harper, what do you think? I want to give it to the Road Warriors. I uh -oh. thought about that, but that's, yeah, go ahead. Because, I mean, they just put on a fucking massive ass-kicking. They, they whipped out their dicks and said, this shit ain't going to suck itself. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What the hell's wrong with y'all, Harper? I mean, come on, man. Can you get control of this thing? I mean, it's supposed to be a Why classic like podcast. That? What the hell's wrong with you, man? I mean. What the fuck? You know what yeah. I mean? Come on, man. That's fucked up. All right. So uh, I, got, I, got a, I got a question, Harper. Uh, Is PJ mad at Jim Cornette now? 
No. Okay. Corny hasn't even said anything bad. In my I know. Because Corny knows that the, the, the Hawks are legitimate, and he's trying to kind of tiptoe through this thing. Fuck, you know what was funny? I, I was at the gym, and it was one of Perry's buddies were there. And I was talking to him. I was like, hey, you know, blah, 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 you know, with him jumping off the fucking mall. And I was like, bruh, don't fucking tell anybody. But our next show is going to be at Champion Square by the Dome. Perry, Perry is gonna jump off the fucking Superdome. Come, and this that idiot believe <laughs> He's like, well, you mean like off the roof or from like the rafters? I said, no, brah, from the fucking roof. Jesus it's gonna Christ. be fucking badass. He believed me, so he I can't wait to up. see that happen. No, you, you told two lies in one. You said it was gonna be at Champion Square. Which is a lie. And then you told him he was jumping off the roof of the Superdome to Champion Square, which is you couldn't fucking put a jetpack <laughs> on and do that because it's too far away. Oh, people. No, uh, I mean, uh, for real? Dude, for you real? gotta, it's like, you know how many, never mind. No, nobody cares about All your right. New Orleans bullshit. Have they, have they pulled the, the dead Mexicans out of the Hard Rock Cafe yet? <laughs> Come on, uh, asshole. Uh, <laughs> They're still there. Yeah. So wait a minute. So this is the problem with this country. You're the problem, Mike. I ca- I say, have they pulled the dead Mexicans? Mexicans is a is a is a word for people from a country. Have they pulled the dead Mexicans out of the building yet? And you're mad at me, and not the people who created the situation. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad at you're the, the problem. Dude. I'm worn out. The people have got to be worn out. Nobody here works this much to be able to burn this much content at their shoot job. Let's pause at all this. Woo! Right. Hold on. I got I got the one for you, Doc. It's this one. Yeah, I say. Baby's got a pot roast on. There you go. That's the one. All right, Doc, you want to say anything before we get out of here, and then I'll turn it over to Hopper to close things out with a wild clap plug. No, I'm getting out of here. Y'all have fun closing this out. Yeah, right, bro. Catch you later. Wildcat, what's the... Did I see March 21st or something like that? That's it. March 21st, dog. Uh, where are we at this time? Which, at that... At the... The, uh, the standard building. The Butch, Butch Dewey, Dewey gym? Kenner. Yeah. Okay. So Butch Dewey, probably 7 p.m. I haven't even looked at Seven, it. Yeah. Stevie Richards. There you go. Wildcat. March 21st, 7 p.m. bell time, Kenner, Louisiana. Kenner, brah, uh, Stevie Richards will be there. That's the next show. And then from there, we're still waiting on X-Rated. We don't know when it's going to be. It's usually during the summer. So stay tuned. We will get yeah. back to you. And that will be the second annual BTT uh, meetup of listeners. Uh, we can't wait for it. But for now, March 21st, Kenner, Louisiana, Butch Dewey Gym, Wildcat Sports. Stevie Richards will be there along with uh, all the crew from Wildcat Sports. So... All right, Hopper. Man, I'm tired. I don't know about you, man. I think we need to get out of here. All right. All right, y'all. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I got all the plugs out the way earlier. Uh, let me mention one more thing. Check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV as well. And... The wrestling podcast about nothing may have come to its end, so I'm not going to mention anything other than that, other than to tell you to go listen to episode 200, especially the end of it. And uh, if they are coming to an end, I uh, 
wish Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett well in their future endeavors. Uh, but no, great show. If it did come to an end, you had a great run, guys. All right, we're going to get out of here. I'm exhausted. Harper's exhausted, too. We got to be to work early in the morning. It's getting late. Harper, do me a favor. Hit the tagline, and let's get out of here. Fuck you, bitch. Everybody, before we get out of here, you know I always got to thank all of our patrons out there. Thank you for supporting this show. Thank you for all that you do for the show. Your patronage is very appreciated. It makes what we do right now twice per week, every single week on the free feed possible. So thank you very much, and I appreciate it. Also, man, I got to tell you guys, the Hall of Fame patron shout-out list continues to grow larger and larger and i am grateful for that so thank you very much for all the hall of fame patrons out there i mean thank you to all the patrons i mean i understand certain people uh can't pledge as much as others and that's fine and that's why you know at the two dollar level you get a bunch of stuff but for the hall of fame uh hall of fame patrons out there thank you very much this list is growing longer and longer each and every week so i don't know how much longer i'm going to be able to do the uh list of hall of fame hall of fame patron shout outs so my apologies if this uh doesn't continue in the future however However, we're going to give it one more try at the beginning of February right here of 2020 with all of our Hall of Fame patrons. So as I say that, I want to give some shout outs to those Hall of Fame patrons. My friend out there, Fritz Von Mulkey, thank you very much. You signed up uh, to the Hall of Fame level. You've been signed up for a while. You bumped up, I should say. So thank you, uh, Fritz Von Mulkey, a.k.a. Doc. Actually, they're not the same person. It's just a running joke. So there you have it. Uh, Rowan Smith, David Ford, Harrison Lee, Isaac Pinley, at Hey Hey It's Isaac. Oh, I'm sorry, at Hey It's Isaac, not Hey Hey It's Isaac. It's just at Oh Hey It's Isaac. Eagle underscore one, Kango Fett, Lee Russell, MDQ for life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, my man Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunyfin, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, my man Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point. You know what I always say, keep cutting those promos, kid. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, 
Greg Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, who is at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn on Twitter, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, Allen at Spy Boy Sports Cap, RE Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Cole Manny, Tutu, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, Gobbled Unreal. Thank you for your generous patronage via the Hall of Fame patron sign up. Last but not least, I uh, just want to give you all a, a heads up on something. I have not been as active lately on either Twitter or Facebook. Um, the shoot job, just very, very busy. And I just haven't had a lot of time. So uh, if you've sent me DMs on Twitter or instant messages or messages on Facebook Messenger and I have not gotten back to you, I just cannot get through them. So um, honestly, probably from here on out, the best way to get in touch with me, if you really, really need to get in touch with me, is going to be via email for the show, bookingtheterritory at gmail.com. So I just want to mention that I am recording this actual segment on February 5th, 2020. But I wanted to say that if you need to get in touch with me uh, and I haven't responded to your DM on either Twitter or on Facebook, the best way would probably be email. I tend to check that a few times a day when I can. Um, and if I don't even check it during the day, I usually check it at night. So that's probably the best place to get in touch with me if you need to get in touch with me. With something show-related, Patreon-related, especially if it's Patreon-related, give me a holler there. I mean, it's it's not that... Uh, Again, that's, a, that's the best way to reach me um, to the Gmail. Bookingtheterritory at gmail.com if you're not getting a response on Twitter or on Facebook. And um, I want to shout out Mike Crockett as well for handling the Facebook page and helping moderate with it. Uh, he does a good job. Don't give him a hard time if he doesn't catch things and whatnot. So anyway, and stop getting offended at everything, people. We only live once. Live, love, and laugh, brothers and sisters out there, and just have a good time. That said, I'm going to get out of here. I'm eternally grateful for all of you guys and women. we got a lot of women now who support this show. Thank you very much. Uh, it means a lot. And uh, when we started this nearly five years ago, I didn't think we'd grow like this, but we have. And it's because of you. So thank you. Uh, this is Mike. I'm getting out of here. You know what Hopper always says. Book it, bitch. <laughs>